one of the contractors was like, I can't talk to you in person because he felt like I was persuasive and he couldn't tell like a woman that he couldn't do certain things. And I was, I was like (sighs) annoyed that like, you're going to talk to me differently than like a man. For me, I learned very early on that like, as a woman, I'm going to be treated very differently in this industry than a man. And so I had to really come into my own and stand my own ground and really put forward what I needed. Hello and welcome to the Obsessed with Real Estate show. I am your host, Alana George, and I am obsessed with real estate. I am so excited to bring on our guest today, Devin Bravaco with Just Divine Properties. And she is a real estate investing coach, as well as an investor herself. She does short-term rentals, she does large flips, and she's getting into mid or medium-term rentals, whichever you'd like to say. She is just a fountain of knowledge, and I'm happy and looking forward to sharing that with you. She shares why she feels that she shouldn't have gone to college, as well as everything she learned from her very first investment when she took a two-bedroom bungalow rancher to a three-story, four-bedroom home. That's a big one. (laughs) Ballsy. So I'm really excited to share that with you. Uh, Before we jump into that interview, I just want to do a quick check-in. We talk a lot on the show about accountability. That is how I met Devin is through an accountability group that I started that she volunteered to be a part of. And it's just so vital to growing our business entrepreneurship and being a real estate investor can be very lonely. And if you're really looking to expedite your goals, you should be sharing them. Personally, I check in with the group that Devin and I are in every Sunday with my schedule for the week. I also have another group that I check in on a daily basis on what are my most important tasks for the day. I have uh, my real estate team that I check in with on my monthly goals. I have a group I get together in person to discuss my quarter goals as well as my yearly goals. So there's a lot of accountability there. Oh, and I have a weekly real estate investing coach for multifamily that I check in with also and talk about progress or lack thereof challenges. It's just for me what I need. And I feel that a lot of people can benefit from that. And it's very scary. It can be very scary putting out what your goals are. There's definitely a fear of failure once it's known. If nobody knows your goals, then nobody will know if you didn't hit them. But your likelihood of actually hitting those goals goes down dramatically when you're not sharing your goals. So we've created a Facebook group, the obsessed with real estate show on Facebook, go on there and do like I did. If you're looking for accountability, just post. I'm looking for accountability around this part of my life, right? I've had accountability partners for waking up in the morning when my body just wanted to sleep and my brain wanted to have this like 5 a.m. workout routine or whatever. And my business, you know, needed that at the time. So I had accountability partners around waking up early and it worked. So find something that you really want to hone in on. It could be your schedule, could be just your real estate goals. 
and go onto Facebook, find our Facebook group and get an accountability group together. I promise you your goals will be expedited. You will be surprised by your results and you will make friends and have fun along the way. So there is my tip. Let's get into the show. All right. I'm here with Devin Bravaco with Just Divine Properties. And she is an inspiration to me on a week-to-week basis. She does short-term rentals, design services, right? Large flips. And she is a real estate investing coach with Homeschool by Tarek. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I know how busy you have been lately. I follow you on Instagram. So I'm just grateful that you made time to be on the show today. So thank you. Uh, Of course. Devin and I met. No, we haven't met. This is the first time we're meeting, but we have been in a text accountability group that texts each other on a weekly basis for about two years now. And it's just wild that we've never actually met. I had posted in the real estate invest her community looking for accountability around scheduling, right? Like creating my schedule for the week every Sunday, which is super important to me and my organization, you know, being an entrepreneur slash sole proprietor, I need some structure in my life and I need somebody to say, Hey, what are you doing this week? Otherwise I go into each day, like, what am I doing today? And, you know, not being prepared. And I've got to prepare for each day well in advance. I got to get my hair cleaned specific days, right? Hair wash schedule, clothes done on time. So anyways, I was looking for accountability. I posted in this group and you were one of the people to respond. And we created this text group that texts every Sunday and you're really good about it. And I'm decent about it. It's been really fun because I get to see what you're up to on a week to week basis. And you are so busy your to-do lists and everything are are amazing and an inspiration. I've been kind of be able to watch you over the last two years really grow, right? Yeah. A lot of growth. So that's been really cool. To be a part of. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. It's been an honor to be a part of it. And it's really cool to be in an accountability group with people that you don't know because like it really does hold you accountable. I feel like it takes like that emotional part out of it, if you will, in a sense of like feeling like you're, you're questioning somebody else. Now it's more so like we've become friends, if you will, in this group and know each other's lives, but realistically have never met. So it's been, it's been really a great group. And so I I love being a part of it. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of it. And I want to hear a bit more about you. So I I see your schedule on a week to week basis, but I don't really get to to dive into you. Right. So I want to hear, you know, a little bit of your background, what got you into real estate? When was that? And what led you to here? Yeah, of course. So I actually was a event planner for a financial firm in Manhattan. I was there for over seven years and I loved it until I hated it is essentially like how I describe it. Uh, It was a great job. It was an amazing organization. I really loved working there and I, I learned so much and I got to do and travel and all these amazing things, uh, which were great perks at the time. And then I just realized like at the time, like I just wanted different quality of life. And my partner at the time uh, went through treatment to get sober and it really just put life in perspective for us. 
And we were paying, he was also in hospitality and we were paying essentially the second mortgage for like somebody else to watch our dog that we just got. Oh my God. (laughs) It was like an 800 square foot apartment that we were paying like $4,000 a month in rent for. And on top of that, we were paying basically for a dog walker to come like two to three times, four times, sometimes five times a day to watch our dog because both of us had like crazy hours or I was traveling or he had an event or there was always like something. And so just like the quality of our life was very toxic at that time, I think. And so I literally like had always thought of real estate, but i never thought it was something that was tangible that I could actually do or touch or feel or whatever. And so my parents had a couple of rental properties growing up and that's what paid for my brother and my college. And so I saw like how an asset could really perform and like how it could do beneficial things for your family. And so I just kind of like started with the idea of it and we just kind of led down that journey really rapidly (laughs) and um, joined an educational program, read and went to every meetup possible, listened to podcasts, did all of like the entrepreneur things read Rich Dad Poor Dad, like every other real estate investor that first starts out. And so from there, it just kind of skyrocketed and we just kind of dove in really fast and hit the ground running. That's amazing. And I love that, you know, you were able to see that with your parents, right? Not everybody has that opportunity. I kind of relate to that as well. My parents had one rental property. It wasn't overperforming or anything. I think for the most part, it was bringing in like maybe a thousand dollars a month, which is pretty good. I mean, that's um, not pure cash flow. I don't believe that's, you know, just rent my minus mortgage, but that still to me, I'm a, growing up, I was like, we have two houses. We're rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. 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 I totally understand that. Yeah, You know, I, they just had the one and I never understood why they didn't buy more. Like that seems like the answer. So, you know, here I am today obsessed with real estate, but yes, that's, that's really cool. It sounds like it was a good decision for you and you dove in with education and you said you got like a mentoring program. Yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons to every kind of mentorship or every kind of educational program that you can get into. So I understand like the pros and cons of like how somebody can look at it. For me, like I'm big on education and I was all about paying somebody else to teach me and so that I don't make those same mistakes as somebody else. So I was all about learning from somebody else's mistakes, if you will. I am still to this day, really good friends. And she's still a coach and a mentor to me um, from our first coach. She's an amazing person and has helped us through so many different things in real estate. As you know, that there's a lot of different avenues and you can never know it all. So it's really helpful to have somebody that knows more than you that you can go to and ask questions. So really, really appreciate that relationship. And um, yeah, we just started with coaching and then we would actually go to like one meetup per day. That was like our thing for a while. Wow. That is committed. Yeah. It was I a love lot. it. <laughs> uh, can I ask? So you don't have to share the specific po- coaching program if you don't want to, but what like vein of investing was it in? So it was specific really for flipping at the time, more into rentals too. But so flipping was essentially like our first avenue. Our goal was to flip and then to make money and then put that into passive. So rentals, if you will. 
that's a really solid plan. Make the money, invest the money, make the money, invest the money. Yeah. And like, at first we started thinking that we were going to like house hack. And so we, before like we joined anything and before we were trying to figure out like what we were doing, we actually were going around with a realtor that Justin, my partner was friends with. And, you know, he knew as much as he knew at the time. And he was more so focused on like retail buyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he would bring us into these houses. And he actually helped us a lot because he, he kind of said, at the time, like every house I bring you into, you guys want to knock out like a wall down or move things or change things. Like, do you just want to rehab houses or like, cause you say you want turnkey, but do you actually want turnkey? And I was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Why are we even like here on these, like, you know, on these meetings and we're both wasting our time and stuff. But like, I look back at that conversation and I don't even think he knows, but like that conversation actually really helped me figure out like, I am not okay with a turnkey house because when I go into a turnkey house, I still want to change things. So I have to figure out how to estimate for those numbers, Mm -hmm. then get to the next step. And so that kind of brought us then into the flipping market, if you will, and brought us down that road to then figure out what our next step was in the real estate journey. That is so lucky that you had somebody to narrow down your buy box. I've heard people call it, right? What is it that you're, you actually want? Because there are so many avenues with real estate investing that it can be so distracting, right? You know, you want a short-term rental, you want a long-term, you want a burr, you want to flip, right? There's so much you can do with real estate, but really narrowing in on what speaks to you, right? You notice that every house you went into, you wanted to remodel. Just go with that. (laughs) Don't, don't pay for a house that could be sold as, you know, ready to go because you're going to pay a premium. Just go with one that needs a full rehab. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then like, we even went into like our first flip that we had purchased and we were like, oh, we're just going to like pop the top off and like build that. And then we ended up knocking the house down to the foundation, rebuilding it and designing a full house. I think it was like a four bedroom, three and a half bath. It was like 2,800 square feet. And like, that was our first project. Oh my God. Okay. Let's go ahead and dive into that. So your first project, you took it down to the studs. You said it was four bedrooms. What was it prior to that? Was, was it the Um, same size or did you add square footage? Oh no, we like doubled, almost tripled the square footage. It was originally a two bed, one bath ranch. Wow. And then we ended up making it a three level, four bed, three and a half bath. Yeah. (laughs) I have to ask you what gave you the confidence to go into a project that large right off the bat? I think like at the time, like we felt like we had a great network and support system around us to help us like through whatever we needed to get into. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so we had analyzed and reanalyzed and, you know, I mean, in the end, did our numbers end up being correct? No, but I would still do it the same way because we learned so much in that one project that really Mm -hmm. helped us then go on to the next projects. So I wouldn't change the way that we did it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't always suggest it to my students now, but I do think that it was like a tough, it was a tough year trying to figure out how to build a house from the foundation up. So we, yeah, we met with an architect. We did all the architectural plans. I picked every fixture that went into the house. And so that kind of brought me into the design part as well, because 
that was very new to me. I didn't know what to do or how to do it or where to look for things. Like my contractor was like, okay, we need to get hinges and doorknobs. I'm like, okay, and where do I get those? (laughs) (laughs) I bet you're pretty resourceful being that you came from an event planning background. Yeah. I think the event world definitely helped both of us. Uh, Mm -hmm. We we definitely, yeah, you learn how to surround yourself with a team and who to really trust and who to kind of go to. And then, yeah, from there too, I learned like how to ask the questions to kind of get me to the next step or at least direct me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I learned to not be scared of asking like for help or asking for resources or guidance. So uh, it definitely, it took some time, but yeah, it, it, we learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what was the result of that? Cause you said your numbers were a little bit off from what you projected. I hope they were better, but <laughs> tell me. No, um, I don't even remember. We bought the house. I'm looking, I have like a board of all of our projects, but I, okay. I don't remember, you know, I don't remember what we even bought. I want to say we bought it for like three something. We ended up selling it. I think it was like in the sixes, but we ended up putting like originally our estimated budget was like 160. Mm-hmm. And we were nowhere near that. We were like over well over 200, like pushing three at the time. I really don't remember like the numbers specifically. I only have the dates here, but it wasn't, yeah, it was not by any means. We did not do well on that. (laughs) But I honestly, like, I'm not shameful of that because I learned so much in that. And it really helped kind of get us into the game, if you will, and really helped us get to the next level and figure out like what we liked, don't like. Um, We fired, I think four contractors on that job. And yeah, we ended up the contractor that we ended up working with, we still work with, and he actually works exclusive for our business now. And so, you know, there's so many relationships that we built off of that project. There are so many amazing things that came out of that. So it's not necessarily just about like the profit at that point, even like the people that bought that house, we are actually really good friends with now. And he is our photographer and videographer. And he designed our new, like he's designing our new website. Like he is like family to us now. We are very close with him. He goes to all of our projects almost weekly and takes pictures and updates and stuff. So most of my social media posts are usually his pictures or his work. So there's so many great things that came out of that project that did we profit, you know, number wise, I not as much as we had thought, but it still was a great experience. And I still, I would do that route again if I had to do it again. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I feel as though a lot of people's first deals are not home runs, right? (laughs) They're mostly learning experience where you also build the momentum to move on to your next and you know what not to do. Can you share a bit about, cause you talked about firing four contractors, Yeah, you know, what to look for after going through so many, maybe what some red flags were. I'll speak like for me as like a woman, I feel like one of the contractors was like, I can't talk to you in person because he fe- felt like I was persuasive and he couldn't tell like a woman that he couldn't do certain things. And I was, I was like (sighs) annoyed that like, you're going to talk to me differently than like a man. And so for me, I learned very early on that, like, as a woman, I'm going to be treated very differently in this industry than a man. And so I had to really 
come into my own and stand my own ground and really put forward what I needed, like needed and wanted. And so he basically completely underestimated our budget completely. And so we fired him early on. We had another person. He actually never even started, (laughs) Hmm. but we were, we were working with him and it was always like, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start next week. I'll start the week after. And like, we hadn't given him any money, but I just ended up realizing that the project was too big for him. So that one was gone. I don't remember the other one, but the last one that we ended up not working with was somebody that we had like in our back pocket as like a great relationship that we were had been building. And so he came on again, I think the project was bigger than he could handle. And so he found this other contractor who could do the framing. And so he came and introduced us essentially saying, this is the person that's going to do the framing. And this is the person, but like, you're going to contract me. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like I'm essentially contracting you to hire another contractor. I mean, it's not the right business move, but it was right for us at the time. And so we kind of limited him out completely and started working with this other guy who, like I said, is a general contractor and now works for us exclusively and has Mm. been a great relationship for many years now. So it ended up being like a blessing in disguise going through all those heartaches, but we learned so many different things. And I would say like the biggest thing is you can get to know somebody really well and you can go walk their projects and you can go see their work and, and everything. But until like they sign your contracts and are doing the work, you really don't like, there's so much that you don't know. And there's so much that's just kind of left up for trust. And it's that hard trust building that takes time. Mm -hmm. And so it's more, you know, it's, it's more of that back and forth that it's building a relationship. Right. And it takes takes time and massaging, if you will. And yeah, it's, it's a back and forth for sure. Absolutely. You touched on a lot of really great points there. One, you reminded me, I once had a contractor uh, when I asked about a specific item on the scope of work, he told me not to worry my pretty little head about it. I was like floored. Like, what does that even mean? I was just asking if you were going to do this. Like, it was the weirdest response I've ever gotten. And then you touched on, it sounds like communication is key. And one of the things that I've learned, and it sounds like you have too, is, is asking, I ask all handymen and contractors, if this job is something that they're comfortable doing, if this is within their, you know, body of work, if it's in their wheelhouse of jobs, have you done a job like this before? Because I have found sometimes it's hard for them to communicate when a job is too big or it's outside of, maybe they don't, maybe it's a handyman and he doesn't actually do tile, right? He could do everything but tile. And here I bought, you know, hexagons that are, you know, going to be harder than subway or something. And he may be uncomfortable saying that he can't. Right. So what happens is when they're not a good communicator, they'll do things like put things off, Mm -hmm. right. Or stop responding. So I definitely, or or they'll just do a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which honestly, I'm like, just, just be done. Like, just let me know at that point that it's not a good fit and that's okay. I'd rather that than trying to like work through this relationship and build it when I know it's not going to go anywhere. And yeah, it's difficult. It's well, one, obviously woman to woman, like 
it's difficult being a woman in a male dominated industry. And there's definitely those stereotypes, like typical people who will put you in a bucket of like whatever they want to classify you as, as a woman Mm -hmm. and breaking through that is like one barrier that I feel like we have like to do. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, the other part, it's the communication. It's like, you know, you know, actually the other contractor that we had fired was somebody who uh, his English was not his first language. And so there was a lot of miscommunication and it was Mm -hmm. very hard to, you know, communicate with one another. And we tried and I was like Google translating things. I just knew it wasn't a relationship that we were going to continue to pursue at that time. And I think both ends were just, it just wasn't working. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think for both, you know, all different contractors, it's, it's a relationship. And that's the biggest thing is, is you're communicating and you're trusting and, but you're asking questions. Like I always say, trust, but verify, like I am that anal person, especially coming from the event industry. Like I need to know every detail possible and I need to know where my money is being spent and how it's being spent and what the time frame is. And if you're not there, why are you not there? Like, I want to know all those questions and I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and just let it happen without asking those. So I think that when a contractor at first will look at me and be like, oh, this is just like a silly girl, whatever I can get by. Then they realize like, no, she's going to actually ask these questions and pressure. And then that's kind of like when some of those relationships went south in understanding that they can't just get by and I'm not going to be okay with certain things. So I think we both figured out at that point, let's move on. (laughs) Yeah. It was mutual. It sounds like. Mm -hmm. So Devin, tell me about your current portfolio. What does it look like? Yeah. So we currently have four short-term rentals in the Catskills area that I love. I wish I got into short-term rentals sooner, but it's been an amazing journey. We have two large flips that are essentially knocking down to the foundation and rebuilding. They're anywhere from three to 5,000 square feet. So they're larger homes and they're in like the million dollar range. So we're usually putting around 400 or more thousand into each house. So we have two of those going on right now. We just sold one recently. Then we're doing homeowner projects. So I have two client projects going on right now. And then we have our personal home and we're looking to get into midterm rentals in the Midwest. So that's our, our next journey. Yay. Yes. That's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. I know we're both friends with Sarah Weaver, who is promoting her new book, 30 day stay. And I've started reading it and I'm super into it. Oh yeah. Cause you got the bigger pockets ones. They haven't released it yet. It hasn't been sent out. I think there was just a few copies of bigger pockets that people could get. So I'm jealous that you can get to read it first. <laughs> yes, you should be. You should be. I was going to pre-order it. And then honestly, I had to get my, I had to get my credit card and I was sitting on the couch. And so I didn't do it. <laughs> and then when I went to BPCon, it was there. So I was able to just buy it in person. And so I have my copy. I should, I should get it to hold it up. So here's my copy of 30 days stay that I'm totally obsessed with right now and reading that because as we were discussing, or we've been discussing on a week to week basis, I just turned or I'm in the process of turning one of my long-term rentals into a 
mid-term or medium-term rental in Northeast Ohio. So that has been a lot of work. And but I'm excited to get it going and get it up on Furnished Finder. So we're so close, just finishing a kitchen remodel and hanging a barn door and some final touches. But I'm excited about that too. So you're actively looking for your next purchase, which will be an MTR. Yeah, yeah. So that's super exciting. I'm excited for you to launch yours and change them into midterm rentals. I think it all the hard work will be worth it in the end. So I'm excited for you. Yeah, no, we're we're looking in the Midwest. So I've been looking into like Indianapolis and Cincinnati areas right now. That those have been my two kind of markets. And yeah, I've been, you know, asking Sarah a million questions. So Sarah, I have an accountability group that helps push getting us to scale our portfolios. And so she's one of my accountability partners. It's a group of four of us. So have been really, it's been wonderful getting to know her more and and you know, she's been such a blessing to my life. And so I'm super just excited and, and you know, grateful to learn from her and, and to learn with her also. And, and yeah, to just work w- with one another. So it's been a wonderful experience. And yeah, I'm, I'm really looking at, you know, looking into the Midwest and to grow my portfolio that way. So that's the goal for Q1 coming up for next year. Absolutely. So there's so many things I want to talk about, but first off, like I want to be her friend so bad and maybe I can start by getting her on this podcast. <laughs> you totally should. She's an awesome person. You should reach out to her. She was yeah, I was like, Hey, I plugged your book. You could come on here now. Yeah. Um, so you're an accountability group with me. I know you're on with, with Sarah. You're all, you're a coach and keep people accountable. Tell me about a, are there any other accountability groups you're in? How many are you in? And how does that impact your business? I love like masterminds and accountability groups and all of that really just like help me. So I'm in a part or I'm part of a mastermind called Scale Up. Actually, that's how I met Sarah. So I am in that and we meet weekly and then monthly for just the women, but weekly for the overall group, which is really helpful. That group's really been a great community for me. And it was at a time that I really needed more connections and just like support more so on me personally versus like me as a business or as my partner. I just wanted to like individualize myself and like me and what I needed. And so at that time, Scale Up has been a wonderful experience for me. And then, so then from Scale Up, we all were assigned into accountability groups. And so I was assigned into Sarah's group and with two other people as well. And so that's been, you know, a great journey. So I'm a part of those two. I do coach real estate students through Homeschooled by Tarek. So Tarek Elamusa from Flipper Flop on HTTV. He has an educational program. And so I'm very blessed and grateful to be a coach and coach his students. So we have weekly webinars that we do and a monthly boot camp. And it's been you know, a wonderful experience getting to know these students and really just like help guide them through these you know, the journey of starting out. So yeah, those are my main things. And no, I mean, I'm not in any more accountability groups. Um, I'm in a mentorship program. Mm -hmm. And so I mentor, it's called the ripple effect. And so I, I mentor this young student who's starting out and wants to go into the entrepreneur journey. And so we have monthly, actually twice a month calls to help kind of guide her in her journey as well. 
So that's my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're very uh, involved. You're plugged in. Yeah. You know, either someone's checking on you or you're checking on someone, making sure every, you're in line with, you know, what you said you're going to do and your goals. So that's really exciting. I realized like very early on when I got out of like the event industry that I really thrive on community and having people around me and people to talk to and bounce ideas off of Mm -hmm. and people to just be there and, you know, also be there for other people, right? Like it's more so like a give and take. And so like I learned so much just from talking for pe- to people and I have no problem getting on a phone call with, you know, any of these contacts of mine, like giving ideas or suggestions or just listening to somebody vent and vice versa. And so I realized very early on that I needed that and I was missing that after I left the corporate world. And so it's been something that I've really focused my, you know, my journey, if you will, especially in the past year on is just more so finding those connections and, and cherishing and and growing them. So. Absolutely. I feel like, like I'm the same way and it can be very lonely otherwise. Right. I mean, just buying properties, remodeling them. It's not like this. I mean, you, you can be friends with your contractors and your vendors, but you know, to have a community to chat with. And that's partially, you know, why I'm starting this podcast is to grow the community and get more people talking about real estate. Cause that's really all I want to talk about all the time. So <laughs> I hear you on that. It's so true. And it's fun. Like, especially when you have like people that are also really into real estate and you can talk like business and you can like, but still have like a personal relationship with too. It's fun. So it is. Fun. And, and growth and accountability is exciting. And I feel like it gives me life to have goals and wake up and do the small actions that compound to those goals. Like if I'm progressing, then it feels like I'm actually alive. Yeah. Weird to say, but (laughs) it's a purpose. It is. It's so true. And it's, it's also like, I like to be challenged. Like I never want to be the smartest person in the room because if I, if that's the case, like, I feel like I'm in the wrong room and I want to always be learning and being asked, like asking questions and trying to understand how to get to the next step. And so I feel like by joining all these different things, like that's what I'm doing is putting myself in like these uncomfortable positions where I have to learn and challenge myself to grow and to, to be a better business person, to be a better person, to be, you know, anything just to be better to grow. So yeah, that's been like my, my latest journey is just kind of the growth of that and, and feeling that community is very powerful community accountability, just surrounding yourself with people that are one or two steps ahead of you or 10 steps ahead of you, your choice, depending on what room you're in. But I want to hear what would you advise or tell your 18 year old self now that you know what you know? I wish I never went to college. <laughs> I wish that I started real estate investing so much earlier on. But I think the biggest thing too, especially like in my real estate business now, the biggest thing that I learn is is what's going to make or break you is like what's in between your ears, right? It's it's your mind. It's everything that's happening every day. So just continue to like strengthen that I think is really powerful. And, and I don't think that I focused so much on that at a younger age. I more so was worried about my career, what I was going to be doing moving forward. Whereas I wish like I focused more so on bettering myself as a human 
and just strengthening my mindset. It's it's comical because now I I I sit on the board at our my college from Rutgers University. And so I sit on a board that focuses on business and entrepreneurship. And so I'm constantly speaking to students about how to be an entrepreneur, how to build yourself as an entrepreneur, how like all these different things. And so it's funny because it's like now come full circle of me speaking at a college, like being like, don't be in college. Yeah. I was going to say, do you say just leave? <laughs> like, oh, so you don't like, need this. Yeah. I'm like, go do something else with your life. You know, like, obviously like I am very appreciative of like all the relationships that I built in college and all my close girlfriends are from college. I don't really talk to anybody from my high school or younger ages. So I am very grateful for that because those are like my great friends now. So I appreciate the experience, but do I think that it was worth all of the money and stuff? I wish I was doing something more with it um, earlier on. However, you know, it was a great experience and a great college. And, you know, I'm grateful to now be on the board and to help, uh, you know, advise and, and to, to motivate students to do what they really want, even though entrepreneurship might seem like something that's so far-fetched and just to help them trace their dreams as well. That's amazing that you are giving back to that community. And I think that's really cool of you. And I think it's also really cool of you to share that, if you were to go back, you would have maybe not gone because I think a lot of people wouldn't admit that, but I appreciate that because I didn't finish college. I was like, this is useless. Yeah. (laughs) There's so many people that haven't, and that are so successful and very happy. And so, right. But there's that voice that pops up, especially, you know, if you come from families or, or, you know, generations or whatever you want to call it, um, class tiers that it's like, if you didn't go to college, like you are looked down on. So it's like almost like to certain like classes, it's almost like having your high, having or not having your high school diploma. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say like some, like, I feel like we always like classify or talk about like the book of life, like you're supposed to do this next, you're supposed to then do this. And so every time like those like scenarios come up, I'm like, who wrote this book of life? Because I want to know about it because like <laughs> why do we all think we're supposed to do X, Y, and Z in right. this order. Like it could be done in different ways, but like we put so much pressure on ourselves and, you know, our parents or whomever have like these expectations of us, but there's so many different ways that you could be successful and to be, you know, happy, like, and there's so many different ways you can even define success. Like what does success mean for you and what it means for me could be completely different. And so I think that there's all these different ways that we can go through in life, but Mm -hmm. at a younger age, I know myself, I was so focused on like, I have to go to college. I have to get a degree. Then I have to get a job that, you know, there's all these different tiers that I went through that milestones. Yeah. I wish I did it differently, but it's okay. Yeah, It's hard to know when you're that young too. That's why I asked the question in case anybody is listening that is of that age, right? Yes. This is the advice we would give to ourselves knowing what we know and whether that changes the direction that he or she is going in, that's up to them. But sometimes I wish that I had heard, maybe I, maybe things like this were there and my ears weren't open to it. Right. Who knows? Yeah. So I want to hear about what are the current challenges in your business today? 
current challenges in the business is I think like we scaled too much too fast. And so we're now kind of trying to stabilize everything that we have. We bought, we bought, we bought. And like we have a million projects that we're still kind of wrapping up. So I think right now and something I learned is like, and you know, it's even ironic that I joined a group called Scale Up because I wanted to learn how to scale and how to scale correctly versus mm-hmm. like how to scale and then be like completely overwhelmed by everything that you have going on every which way. So it's just something that like I'm I'm learning a lot about and I'm really learning how to stabilize the portfolio that I have now and then what how to move forward. So, you know, we did just close on three properties within like the last month. And so really- wow looking at really looking forward to, you know, getting those going and just kind of getting through and enjoying the holidays and coming like anything that kind of comes up and then really hit the ground running come like Q1. But I think it's more so about having a plan and going forward with that plan and not just like buying so much. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You actually have to manage those assets and stick to your business plan, but the buying part is definitely the most exciting. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, you get that rush. You're so excited. You have another house or another property or whatever added to your portfolio. So I definitely think that's something that I'm learning how to stabilize and Mm -hmm. to really follow through like with the goals, the overall goals versus just like what makes sense right then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that is a hefty challenge and I'm, <laughs> you know, looking forward to seeing on a week to week basis, how you handle that <laughs> or if you're going to be completely overwhelmed. <laughs> well, I've been overwhelmed. So I'm like really looking forward to getting through like the dark parts of it now and, and, getting to see the light. Awesome. I want to take a minute just to hear a brag from you, a humble brag. We don't get to toot our own horns enough and it feels super uncomfortable, but I want you to do it anyway. Tell me about something that you're especially proud of. One thing I I'm really proud of is I never went to design school. I never took any classes on design or, I mean, I've watched like webinars and I've done like some, you know, I'm big on education. So I've, I've watched a bunch of different pieces, if you will, and and studied stuff, but I've never gone to school for it. So after designing a bunch of our own flips, having homeowners reach out to us, asking us to do design work for them or to help them or, you know, you have a design company. Well, so like there's, yeah, there's a part of our business that we do design work now. And so, you know, I'm, I'm really humbled and honored that anyone would come to us and ask us to do that again, because like, I'm not a licensed designer. So, you know, it's a a great feeling. And so I've been able to help like different investors pick their finishes too for any of their flips. And then, like I said, we do do design work and manage projects for homeowners now as well. So yes, we have that that area of the business, which um, yeah. isn't anything that we ever expected in the beginning, but it's kind of morphed into it and I really like it. So it's been fun. Yeah, that is huge. I would have never guessed that you didn't go to design school. I have seen your designs and the photos you send of the short-term rentals and they're absolutely gorgeous, very light and airy and clean. And I 
love the aesthetic of them. And maybe if you, you know, you give me permission, I'll include a few pictures yeah. here of just your work, because I think that it's really beautiful and it's really cool that that naturally came up for you and you leaned into it. And then a whole like arm of your business, another cash flow arm came up about it. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I love, I love hearing what naturally everybody's good at. Well, thank you. Yeah. It was, I mean, I loved like looking at houses, like when I was younger, like it was always like a thing, but I never thought that I would be designing. And then as I like really got into like the textures and like feeling different things and seeing it and how it made, like how it looked, even like tile, when you change the different kind of grout lines, like what, like it really feels and how you can change the patterns and make it like fun or you know, like there's just so many different things you can do with it. And I've really loved designing our Airbnbs because you can show your character and your personality in them, I think sometimes more than your flips because your flips mm-hmm. have to be, you know, to the masses, if you will, whereas like your Airbnbs can be specific. And so I've really enjoyed that journey and I've, I've helped other investors design their short-term rentals too, just and giving them like thoughts, like this is what you should do, or this is like, you know, different things. Like, did you think of this? Like, it just is fun for me to play with colors and textures and, and really kind of show my personality in it. And yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah, that is really cool. I will say that that's not something that comes naturally for me. (laughs) So I'm a little bit jealous, but very happy for you. (laughs) I'm here to help if you need it, but yeah, it's been it's been, it's something that I'm always learning too, right? Like it's always like you're learning what the new trends are and you're kind of, you know, I'm always like in some kind of store touching new tiles or looking at different (laughs) floors. And it's like, you know, I'm sourcing them for different projects, but I'm learning like as I go. And then Mm -hmm. even it comes down to like, I mean, my, my mom is, uh, she works for an estate sale company. And so even like in that part, part, like I've learned more about like furniture and like, you know, what is, like a good piece of wood and what's not like, you know, and mm-hmm. so I've been kind of, I've picked up like on the side in my free time, I've been refinishing furniture too. And so oh my gosh. I've, <laughs> I've been using like all of like our pieces in our, our short-term rentals. So like I made the nightstands in our short-term rental. I did like, you know, the table, like there's just so many different pieces that are actually in those short-term rentals that in my spare time I've painted or. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Do you sleep? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> oh, I love it. You are so productive and you have so many aspects of your life going on. I want to know who inspires you. Yeah. Who inspires me? I feel like I can give you a long list. I'll give you like a couple of random. <laughs> okay. I have a today or yeah. for your real estate journey. Yeah. I think someone who's really inspired me a lot and it has nothing to do with real estate, but Sarah Blakely, the well owner, founder, owner of um, Spanx. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. like just seeing her, she's really big about like women and women, women empowerment and just like being who you are and like being unapologetic for that and, and feeling strongly in a passion and pushing forward. And so I've really, you know, I've come from being such like a scared girl to speak up that now I feel like I have a voice and I'm able to, to help others kind of find that voice too. And I feel like 
even though she doesn't know me. <laughs> she's the <laughs> inspiration in my life. So she's one. Um, my first coach was Amy Majori. She's awesome. She has a course now for raising mm-hmm. private money. And she's been my coach and my friend and my mentor now since the very beginning. So I really- Wow, that was your first coach? That was she's my like kind coach. of a big deal now. Yeah, she's awesome. She just had her first conference and kicked it. It Like it was amazing. I had a bunch of students there who loved it. And yeah, so she was my first coach ever. And so she's now been like a good friend and mentor of mine throughout the years. And I'm really just grateful for her relationship that I have and all of her advice and guidance. She's been a, a wonderful, wonderful person in my life. So those I would say like are my, you know, there's, I can list you a million other people that have really influenced my life. But right now I would say those are my two strongest that I really appreciate. And then my last is like, it sounds silly, but like, even like my mom, like my mom didn't go to college and she just like learned a lot throughout her life. And, you know, she, she's my biggest cheerleader and she's always like, I call her my design assistant and she comes with me to different appointments and sourcing and stuff. And you know, she's always like helping me find new pieces of furniture for our short-term rentals and everything. And so, you know, I, I look at my mom as like my best friend and I'm, I'm very grateful for the relationship I have with her. And even though like she had no idea what this journey was for me, she's been my biggest cheerleader. So I really appreciate that. And it, it helps push me to, to want to be better and to grow and to, to learn more. That's amazing. And I love that she's helping you out. That is really cool that you guys get to share some of this work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. So pivoting a little bit, tell me one boring fact about you, Devin. Boring fact is I actually like to be alone, (laughs) even though like I'm constantly (laughs) surrounded by people. Um, Yeah. I like my alone time with my dogs, like being in nature makes me happy. And so like, you know, when I'm having like a bad day or something, I'll take my dog for a hike and just leave my phone in the car or something like that really brings me peace and like recharges me. And so, yeah, I I like to be alone. (laughs) I don't think that you're alone in liking to be alone for sure. (laughs) Especially you have so much going on. That is awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Where can people get more information on you or connect with you? Yeah, Instagram is like, I love Instagram. I'm always on it. So anyone can DM us, Just Divine Properties. Instagram's the best. Facebook, you can reach out to, but feel free to reach out, comment, DM us. Would love to, to interact or share anything that I can. Okay, cool. And are you taking on investors or looking for coaching clients? Is there anything that you know a listener or the community could contribute? Yeah. If someone's looking to get into real estate investing, Homeschooled by Tark is an amazing course and educational program. They have some amazing coaches and no, they have a great outline and there's a lot of different material that's available. So I would definitely recommend that. And in my link in my bio has that link that you can sign up to get to know more about Homeschooled by Tarek. Um, Yeah. We're always, you know, we're always raising money for different deals. So if you're interested in working together, please feel free to reach out. And we're just always looking to grow our portfolio. And we we do have a list of new clients to take on for homeowner projects that we do have. So we're trying not to take on as many at once. So I do have a list of them, but always, you know, happy to, to do a design consult and see like if it's a good fit. 
Thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. I'm so glad that we finally got to meet. I know it's been like too long. I feel like I know a lot about your life in these past two years, but have never had the opportunity to do this. So this was fun. So I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And I look forward to your continued growth and your scaling and your beautiful designs. Thank you so much for sharing your life with me and now sharing your life with our listeners. And I will talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into our show with Devin Bravaco with Just Divine Properties. She is such a gem and I'm so honored to have her on the show. And if you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you're watching this on. Subscribe, get the notifications. I'd love to be able to help more people or reach more listeners to inspire others and help share and these investors' stories with more people. I hope that you find them as inspiring as I do. Also, if you'd like to connect with me, feel free to go on my Instagram at Alana George underscore real estate. You can find me, I believe, at the same handle on TikTok. I'm not as active on there. Alana George underscore real estate. There's also our show website, obsessedwithrealestateshow.com, where you can submit to be a guest on the show, or you can just give me some feedback. I'd love to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear about. That would be very helpful for me, and I'd love to connect with you. Uh, You can also go to clearconnectioncapital.com if you're looking to invest with me in any future syndications. Uh, There's a little portal sign up where you can fill out your information and uh, I will contact you. So thank you again for listening. This is Alana George and I will see you on the next show. 